HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Enjoy food the way nature intended. Alaska Seafood, wild, natural, and sustainable. For more information, visit wildalaskaseafood.com. I'm HRN's Communication Director, Kat Johnson, with a preview of the next episode of Meat and 3, our weekly food news roundup. We're exploring the future of eating animals, and we're going beyond typical meat sources. If you look at the length of human history, we've been eating insects a lot longer than we haven't been in the United States and Western Europe. We're looking at unusual ways to purchase meat. People are like, really? Why would I want to buy that out of a machine? And we introduce you to Frank Reese, a poultry farmer whose traditional farming methods are featured in a new documentary. I'm a fourth-generation farmer in Kansas, and I focus basically all on standard-bred poultry and have my whole life. He's kind of the last one standing with these rarefied breeds that are so important for if we're going to eat chicken and turkey into the future. He's essential. He's a national treasure. Listen to Meat and 3 this week to better understand the history and the future of meat. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to HR and Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is Bushwick. I'm Kat Johnson, the communications director here at HRN, and Katie is out today, and so I have my step step in co-host Hannah Forden. Oh, hello, happy Thursday. Hannah is our membership coordinator, so she can tell you all about how to become a member of HRN. Oh, I'm so glad that you asked. <laughs> if you go to heritageradionetwork.org, there is a beating heart at the top right corner of your screen. And we're about to head into our summer drive, so if you donate now, that means that's like one less time that I annoy you mm. asking you for money over the next six weeks. Yeah. So good to me. get ahead of the curve, <laughs> shut me up early, and make a donation. It is tax deductible, and we will be very grateful. And you're supporting food radio. Exactly. Free food radio for all. Which really, I mean, is there anything better? No, no there's not. I don't think so. Just free food. Yes. Yeah, we have that too, often. <laughs> <laughs> Um, our, our guest today is nodding his head very uh, enthusiastically about free food. Um, I'm super excited that he's here because he is not based in New York, so it's a treat to have him here. His name is Rodney Scott. Hello. Of Rodney Scott Barbecue. And we also have another guest in the studio with us. Uh, he was on a previous show recently. Brian Kinney is back in action. Hello. <laughs> um, 
And so we're going to talk to Rodney a little bit more about some of the really exciting news that has been happening in his world lately. But first, we have a couple of quick announcements that we want to get to. Okay, so coming up soon, we have a really exciting event that I think everyone should run to get tickets for. I certainly am. It is called Changing the Conversation, um, and it's going to be a panel discussion with a bunch of really influential, game-changing voices in the food scene talking about how we can make the food space more inclusive and celebratory of women, people of color, uh, LGBTQ community, all of those underrepresented groups. Um, and it's going to be kind of led by our very own Sari Kamen, host of, uh, oh my God, Food, food Without Borders. Borders. I just had brain freeze. And Korsha Wilson, host of A Hungry Society. And they're going to have other food writers, uh, farmers, and we're really, really excited. Um, you can buy tickets through our Facebook page or you can head to Eventbrite. Just search Changing the Conversation. And another event I wanted to point out is this is happening next week on June 28th. That's a Thursday. At 6.30 p.m., I will be in conversation with Mark Kurlansky, um, a James, Be- James Beard award-winning food writer. Um, you may know his, of his books, Cod and Salt. They're these kind of epic food histories. His most recent book is called Milk, A 10,000-Year Food Fracas. And I will be talking to him about all of the historical, environmental, um, social implications of dairy and all of the many food products that are derived from it. Um, and it's, I'm very excited about that. So if you're in Brooklyn, head on over to MoFAD and you can go to MoFAD.org to get your tickets. Um, cool. Okay. So Rodney Scott is the recent winner of the James Beard Award for the Outstanding Chef Southeast. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you so much. So Thank well you. deserved. Um, I think that there's a lot of people out there that are celebrating this win with you and for you. And so we wanted to be part of that as well. Um, what, what was it like to walk up on stage and accept that award in Chicago? That was the longest walk of my life. <laughs> um, when I, I was sitting there and everybody just started jumping up on my rope. And I was sitting there saying, who won? <laughs> and they were like, you got to get up. You got to get up. And I was like, okay, okay. And as I walked down there, it was like walking the last mile or something. It was like long, slow, blinding walk. <laughs> so halfway there, I saw somebody I knew I hadn't seen in years, spoke to him. I was like, I think I got to go on stage. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was shocking. It was, you know, all day I didn't have a real appetite after 12 o'clock that day. So yeah. Was, were you nervous? I started to get nervous the closer we got to the award ceremony, mm. and I couldn't drink. Mm. Yeah, I didn't want to be too drunk, but of course, there was a little, little, little booze hustling going on in the crowd. Uh-huh. You know, mm. so I was a little all right, all right. It's a bunch know. of chefs. I mean, we expect nothing less. Yeah, yeah. It was a flask or two here. <laughs> little loose. Yeah. When you look at the people that have won that award, you're kind of in the rarefied air now. It's like yeah. The, um, well, you're only the second um, barbecue chef. I, would, I guess you'd say who's one and the other one is Aaron Franklin I believe Aaron Franklin, so yeah. I mean it really is very rare uh, very rare um, I was I was surprised very happy uh, it, it was a humbling experience to know that the hard work does pay off but it also was a wake up call to you gotta go back to work mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know you gotta keep that reputation going and going back to work what does that mean? What What is happening in the world of Rodney Scott Barbecue right now? It's a whole lot of smoke, baby. A whole lot of smoke. <laughs> a 
uh, we have been very busy since that that award uh, ceremony. Um, pretty steady every day. Uh, everything from the the ribs, the hogs, the the chicken, everything people are interested in. They're coming in. Guests from all over the place are coming to visit, mm-hmm. even if it's just to say hello. But you're you're used to that. I mean, you grew up in Hemingway, South Carolina. Yes, and this is a family business for you and you and your family really made a name for yourselves with um, the barbecue you're making and people were traveling to Hemingway and Hemingway is not necessarily the, the travel destination that Charleston is. So, <laughs> no. I mean, what was that like when, when people started driving for hundreds of miles to come eat at this restaurant in a rural area of the state? Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, every time I take that ride from Charleston to Hemingway, I'm like, this is two hours before you eat. And, you know, to get somebody's attention, to get them down two hours away just to taste what you're doing is, it was, it was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was a challenge to get people there, but it was always extended invitations for everybody to come through. Mm-hmm. Is it true that you cooked your first hog by yourself when you were 11? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I was doing it myself, I thought, but there was a, an adult watching me. I was actually doing a labor, <laughs> but it was just, uh, supervising adult in the background that I didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure you didn't burn your little exactly. tiny fingers off. He, he, just, <laughs> he just stayed there watching all yeah. day long. And, and how, how long did it take? All day long. Yeah, like 10 hours or? About 12. 12 hours. About 12 hours, yeah. Wow. It's impressive that it's a ritual. <laughs> yes. Right? Half a day commitment. Mm-hmm. Easy, you know. It's And then it tastes so good. <laughs> rewarding <laughs> it's the reason that you do it I think that's a yes, great way to teach yes. kids like an, a long attention span especially if it's like this is a project that will literally take you all day and you're gonna get good at it so I, I'm Definitely. sure that was good for your 11 year old brain uh, a little bit maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean so we were just before we started the show talking about like Brian Furman and Howard Conyers and there's a lot of like Howard Conyers is someone who does a similar style of barbecue that you do. He's also from South Carolina, but he doesn't own a restaurant. So, you know, this is something that he, and I'm sure that you do the same. It's a passion project as well. And so what do you think that there's a future in that where people are getting more of an appreciation for like the art of barbecuing? I really hope so. Um, You know, a lot of people ask me, how does winning this award change your life? And I tell them it changed my life a lot. I also tell them that it's giving a lot of people hope that barbecue can change their lives as well. And they feel like the door is open mm-hmm. to the food world, to to the hobbies, to the guys in the backyard on Father's Day weekend. You know, they, they're, they're a lot more confident now that they can do this because they do it the way that I do it. Some of them want to get into it, and they're just getting that confidence now to go out and try it. Mm-hmm. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about, uh, a business partner of yours, Nick Pihakis. My man. (laughs) (laughs) You thanked him in your speech and, um, you've been working with him for several years now. Yes. When did you first meet Nick? I met Nick back in 2009. And Nick Pihakis is Nick of Jim and Nick's, if anyone's, you know, familiar with the barbecue chain and they do some really great work as well. So how, like... How did he help you with maybe some of the aspects of running a barbecue restaurant that were newer to you? Wow, Nick Nick was a big contribution to where I stand now as well because of his 
experiencing going through what we went through. Mm-hmm. You know, he experienced coming from one tiny business, advancing procedures, finances, mm-hmm. you know, real estate. And he just shared his experiences with me. He says, I see in you what I've already been through. Mm-hmm. If you would just hear me, you do what you want afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it was like that for years. And we were friends as well. I mean, we talk almost every single day, even before we decided to open a business together. Mm-hmm. And we're just tight. We just shared experiences. We work together hands on. So I was like, this is the guy I need to stick with and talk to a lot because I can pick his brain on how to advance myself. Mm-hmm. And I tried some of his suggestions and they worked a lot, mm-hmm. you know, big improvements on the business, a lot of advancements and things were great. And Rodney Scott barbecue in Charleston is your first location. Yes. Outside of your family's restaurant. Yes. Um, and it's been open for a little over a year, a little over a year. Yes. February, 2017. Yes. Um, and I was super lucky. And when we were down for Charleston wine and food, I got to go and be part of the, uh, the tent revival, barbecue yeah. tent revival. Tent revival. <laughs> Can you explain what that event was? Cause it was a lot of things and it was incredible. It was more than I expected. And what kind of the mission or missions, there were like two really cool organizations involved in that event. What what was that evening like? That evening is very special, especially to me, because that's the first event I've ever done outside of uh, Hemingway. And that was back in 2010. And I was invited through the Southern Foodways Alliance with John T. Edge. And it, it's pretty much an uplifting dinner to help support farmers and sharecroppers that are all connected with the SFA as well as guest chefs that come in who've never cooked in Carolina or never cooked away from home as well. And it's, it's like a giant family reunion for the food guys. That's what it felt like. And you know, it, it was held at Nick's downtown Charleston and they've since closed that building and they said, where are we going to do it next? And they said, Rodney, are you open to doing this dinner? I said, of course. Love to host this dinner because this is the dinner that changed my life. <laughs> so, yes, please come. But it, it's a great dinner. You were there, you know. Yeah. So, explain a little bit too about. So, it was you and Sam Jones, and yeah. you had both previously kind of been honored at the, this dinner in years past, and you were honoring a, a new pitmaster, or yes. not a new pitmaster, but new to this event. Who who was that, and why, why was that significant? Well, uh, this past year was uh, Miguel from Valentina's in uh, Austin, Texas. And we always come together with the previous guys and host the new guests. You know, we did Helen from Helen's Barbecue, um, Sam as well after the first year I did it, and several other pit masters. But it's, how can I explain it? You, you promote the next person to let them know that we're like family here in the food world. Southern Foodways Alliance is great, and they usually show a documentary on the pitmaster that we're inviting to the dinner. So it's kind of a night honoring that guest pitmaster, and to show Amish we all come together and <laughs> be there to support them. Mm-hmm. I really liked one of my favorite moments of the evening, besides all of the food that was great. And Miguel cooks amazing brisket, and yes. he with he combi- kind of combines that with the Mexican cuisine and he wraps it in these amazing tortillas and it was like Good, just like, delicious i'm just dying so of jealousy right I know. now i was in charleston <laughs> not doing that <laughs> we did yeah we couldn't bring the whole team flights coming every day next uh, week. exactly but one of my favorite moments was that we were all handed quote pit flasks 
Yeah. And we got to tour the pit room. Yeah. Is that what you call it? The pit room? You call it the pit room, pit house. <laughs> pit house. Whatever you want. And we got to sit there and drink our pit flasks, some delicious cocktail that was in it, oh, yeah. while we got to hear about the everything that goes on there. And um, I was in there with like Ashley Christensen and Eli Sussman, who was, you know, one of our hosts, was down there with us. It was just such a communal, like, intimate experience and it was really really fun um and then another organization that's obviously very involved in that event which is you know that you and nick fahakis are so involved in is fatback Fatback, and we did a short story on fatback in a previous episode of our show meet and three um and so we hear a snippet from you and sam jones and a snippet from nick fahakis but can you elaborate on what fatback is and what what you know what you're pushing to do Fatback is a group of uh, food writers, chefs, um, some farmers. We we all came together as a group to hopefully travel, teach, and inspire other chefs, uh, farmers, even kids especially, which is one of my personal favorites, to to dream big, to do what you want, to let you know that you can take what you've seen and learn and, and incorporate it in every day in your own life. Mm-hmm. So we our main job is to influence people to do better and give their best Mm -hmm. and they fatback has it's basically a network of farmers and it's encouraging them to um similar to heritage foods raise berkshire pork um with you know some standards set in place and it's in eva alabama and they also have a processing facility there as well have you been to visit i hadn't been to eva yet okay Wait a minute, have I? A lot of bourbon be involved sometimes, so yeah, can't quite remember all the time. So maybe, you've maybe yeah, been there. I've been there. Yeah, you've been there. Yeah? I think I've been there. I mean, it's like a dot on the map. It is yeah. super tiny. It's it's no- north of Birmingham, I believe. So, Like I said, a lot I of think. bourbon. Somewhere. <laughs> a lot of bourbon. I'm from Alabama, so I know how it can be. You're on a back road, and you're yeah. like, I don't know where I am. Just, just somewhere. keep pouring the bourbon. <laughs> um... But that leads me to the fact that other big news for you is that you're going to be opening up your second location of Rodney Scott Barbecue in Birmingham. Yes. So why Birmingham? Why not? Okay. People eat barbecue in Birmingham, too. Um, Why Birmingham? Uh, I traveled to Birmingham a lot, and I've seen the city grow and met a lot of people down there, and I did several events down there and helped out on events down there as well, and each time it's been a happy crowd afterwards. So I said, you know, why not? Let's, if there's an opportunity ever, this is a great place to come. What neighborhood will you be in? Do you know yet? Or have no. you announced it yet? Well, I haven't announced the neighborhood oh. yet, but it's a nice location that I'm looking at. I have a guess. What's your guess? Avondale. Where's that? <laughs> I'm not super familiar with Birmingham. <laughs> Me but either. The, Avondale is where Post Office Pies is. Have you been to Post Office Pies? I've been to Post Office Pies. You gotta go to Post Office Pies. Okay. Um, I'm blanking on the chef's name. I believe it's John something, but he actually he's from Birmingham originally. Okay. I believe, but he used to cook at one of the Momofukus up here in New York. But while he was living in Brooklyn and working at Momofuku, he ran a questionably legal pizza delivery service out of his apartment, and he makes some good pizza in Birmingham. So I'd recommend Mm. it. All right. I have a feeling out. you'll be spending a lot more time there. But we looked at several buildings in, in the Birmingham area, and the decision is coming real close. Okay. Real close. That's super exciting. Yeah. Um, so 
also wanted to talk to you about Big Apple Barbecue, which is why you're here in town. Yes. What have you got up your sleeve for Big Apple Barbecue? A whole lot of loud music, water, patience, because we're going to be doing a lot of cooking for a lot of new people. And uh, we're going to do some ribs and coleslaw. Mm. Uh, mm. How many years have you done Big Apple Barbecue? Again, a lot of bourbon. Um, more, wow. than, more than one? More than three. Okay. More oh, than yeah. three. Quite I remember seeing you several, several years ago, but yeah. I don't know when it was. I think my Bourbon. first time was exactly. 2011, uh-huh. and I helped out a couple of years as well. So there's there have been some years that I've done it myself, a couple of years that I've helped somebody else out, well, helped Nick out whenever he was doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's been quite a few times. There, Jim and Nick's started in Birmingham or was it Tuscaloosa? I think it's Birmingham. In Birmingham. Yeah. So what are you excited to like be in the same market as Jim and Nick's? Yes. That's, yes. It's yeah. always exciting to be in the market with uh, another barbecue company mm-hmm. period because mm-hmm. people will go from one to the next to mm-hmm. find out that we're all different. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we look and sound alike, but we're all different. <laughs> yeah. You know, what are some of the main differences that if someone was asking, like, what's the difference between Jim and Nick's barbecue and Ronnie Scott barbecue? Well, Jim and Nick's has a different type of sauce. Um, they use a, a, a ketchup base a little bit. They have a habanero sauce. You know, they got a lot of great sauces. The Alabama white sauce. My favorite. Oh, man, it's so good. Um, me, I use vinegar and pepper. Love it, too. You know. Totally, totally. Different, different side of yeah. the coin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally different side. And uh, we're, we're, we do things different, mm-hmm. period. You know, I do the whole hog. Jim and Nick's is not known for doing whole hog. Um, but they do so many other great foods. They mm-hmm. got the turkey. Yeah. They got the brisket, which mm-hmm. I don't do. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have... Uh, Oh my God! They catered my wedding. Let me put it to you like that. <laughs> they do That's really good catering. Yeah. yeah. And I have an ignorant Yankee question for you because I love barbecue, but I still don't quite know all the different regional traits. So, is the vinegar and pepper is that a South Carolina specialty? Like, what makes South Carolina barbecue special? And I know yours is yeah. especially special. It's so it's so weird. Um, Eastern North Carolina and Eastern South Carolina both are known for vinegar and pepper. Okay. When you get to the middle state, middle part of the state of South Carolina, that's when you run into a mustard base. Hmm. But when you get to the western part of North Carolina, you hear people talking about the tomato base. Hmm. We need like a barbecue map. It, yes. Yeah. yeah. And now when you get to the very corner where the three states meet, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, and South Carolina meet, people are talking about tomato over there. Hmm. So it's weird. And then you go further west, you hear some people talk about molasses. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm on board for that. You know, it's, it's so many different things that they do. That's so interesting. Yeah. Do you think that it's important for pitmasters, restaurants to stick to a style? Or do you think that there's, there's some openness there for experimentation? Like how would people react if you just started doing brisket in a totally different style? Honestly, I don't know how they will react, but if that's something I feel, I'm going for it. Amen. You know, if you got that feeling, go for yeah. it. Stand behind it. Yeah. You know, do what you feel. If we all waited for everybody else's opinion, we would all be stuck. So my thing is, if you feel creative and you think you can make something different, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, people challenge you all the time. Do what you want. Do what you feel. Follow your passion. That's, awesome. that's what we do. Like food critics ask me, well, I think your sauce is too spicy. 
well, I think your barbecue is whatever they say. And my whole question to them is, did you understand what you were coming to eat? Mm. Right. Do you or don't you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, here's my product. Here's my style. Enjoy it. If you don't, come back and check something else out later. Mm -hmm. Do Do you have a favorite wood? I like oak. Me too. With, with hickory. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's my favorite blend. Because I, I I don't barbecue a grill. Okay. But it's a it's similar. It's just my tri tip or whatever is gonna cook a lot faster than somebody's brisket, right? <laughs> Way faster. Yeah. The, and this but I've done I've smoked uh briskets. I just did a thing for Whole Foods at the ranch and we smoked a ton of briskets and Rick uh I was just a pit hand okay i was playing guitar also so i was trying to entertain because it was a long process but what i was struck by is how um different wood obviously you have different smoke it does different things with different meat and it does oak to me is what i grew up eating so yeah that's what i grew up on oak mm-hmm. oh, you, I, want, I want to try your food you got to you need huh? to yeah. go to charleston yeah and soon birmingham yeah book yeah. a flight man it don't take long Smartphones got them all right there. (laughs) Think about what it takes to swim a coastline longer than the entire eastern seaboard and leap tall waterfalls in a single bound. What does it take to survive 200 feet deep in icy saltwater? What would you be made of? Wild Alaska seafood is made of tight muscle mass, long chain omega-3s, and incredible micronutrients. It matters where your food comes from. Experience the flavor of the fittest in every bite and enjoy food the way nature intended. Alaska seafood, wild, natural, and sustainable. Ask for Alaska on the menu, grocery store, or smart device. For more information, visit wildalaskaseafood.com. Well, I want to wrap up with, we always do a little bit of trivia. And the okay. trivia I picked for you today is about Birmingham, since Ooh. you're heading there. I'm from Alabama. Um, it's, you being in Birmingham is going to be very convenient for me, because we go to visit Gadsden, which is like an hour away. So this okay. is this is really just working out well I'm for me, Rodney. I'm going to do the best I can. Okay. And Brian and Hannah are here to help as well. Well, Hannah right. knows the answers, but she can help too. I can do hints, maybe. Yeah. All right. Good. So... Birmingham is the only place in the world where all three raw ingredients for steel occur naturally within a 10-mile radius. Those ingredients are coal, limestone, and what? Hugs. That other stuff. <laughs> hugs? Yeah. you got to have hugs to make steel. I don't steel. know if that's a helpful hint, Brian. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, my hint for you is that this is in direct reference to Birmingham's nickname. Wow. I don't even could you know. could you say the ingredients again? Yes, coal, coal, limestone, and what? How much do you guys Iron? know about college football? Yes. What would you say? I said hugs. Hugs. Yeah, but Wait, it was, was iron. I right? Iron. Yeah. <laughs> iron. Iron. Yeah. But Alabama football is what? Crimson Tide. Well, I was gonna say like Auburn and Alabama. Yeah. 
Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl. Uh, yeah. It's called that because it was a. It used to be yeah, only, nobody knows only this. played in Birmingham. And it's a. You know what though? I just say for the audience out there, there's a ton of pressure in this studio. Oh right gosh, now. Oh, man, there's no, so much pressure. No. But you know what? Yeah, I, I, I got it easy out here. I, I feel. I feel good though because I come from a town of 400. Yeah. I'm, I'm You're just, already ahead. I'm just helping. I'm helping Rodney. He's gonna know all the stuff about Birmingham now, and just I everyone will be so impressed. You want to make sure he make makes new friends in yeah. Birmingham. Come oh, on. Oh, I will. The tide oh, yes, will roll. Will. Roll tide. No, War Eagle. Or uh, War Eagle. Yeah, there you was, go. Okay, whichever one. You're, that, you're gonna have to Carolina practice colors. this. You're gonna have Jeez. to practice this. Nobody cares, Cat. <laughs> and and this directly disproves the theory that there's no pressure in the studio. Wow. When it comes yeah. to Alabama football. <laughs> no kidding. Ooh, I know about Alabama football. I, I've never cared about football in my life, but being around oh, yeah. Kat and you her boyfriend Will, it's like now it's like a part of my life. Is it really? <laughs> oh, I went to Penn State and they were way, way worse than anybody I know. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Rodney's a fan. Um, I meant Kat and her boyfriend is, are way worse than anybody I know. Oh, I see. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Wait, Nick Nick is an Alabama guy. Nick is an Alabama guy. See, yes. I talked to him and I was like, I'm going to have to put this aside while I talk to you. <laughs> but afterwards, <laughs> we're not going to be friends. I'm just kidding. Um, but you, you, you know, you've been in Alabama enough to know that it's a yeah. whole thing. Okay, next question. Sloss Furnace. Familiar with Sloss Furnace? Very little. Okay. It's a national historic landmark that is host to art classes, concerts, and even barbecue cook-offs, which is oddly fitting since it used to produce what intermediate product of the iron iron industry? Which intermediate product? It's not hugs. It wasn't a hug. No. Um, I'm guessing it was a steel mill. It was a steel mill, steel steel mill, yeah. Um, and it was a like blast furnace essentially, and so it was making is making this like kind of off product of iron, and the name of this type of iron is very closely related to what you do, Rodney. It's an animal type of iron. It's animal, and it's featured in a song called "The Rock Island Line." Huh? Oh yeah. I don't know that song. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, there's a picture of it on your sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, that'd be the pig. Pig! Wow. First nice. try, first try. Yeah, All right. see? Okay. All right, question number three. So he's getting an A so far. He's killing it. Oh, yeah, just... <laughs> notes, notes are hidden, written in my hand. Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> Birmingham is home to the largest cast iron statue in the world. What's it of? That's the... Uh, it has a name. It's the, mm-hmm. the, the guy on the horse. Um, I'm going to give a hint that Brian should know. The um, Roman god of fire and forge. Um, it stands up like this. Uh-huh. Radio can't see it. It starts. So right now Rodney's pointing his hand up in the up air. Up in the air. Cause it's he on, looks it's, very statuesque. It's, it's very tall. Yes, it's huge. And, and, oh, God, I can't. It's on the, the mountain. Vulcan. That's yes! See? He aced the test. I knew, I knew it would come through. Yeah. All right, question number four. Oh, there's four. Birmingham, Uh (laughs) we're good on time. Birmingham is home to one of the biggest urban parks in the country, which is a full 40% bigger than Central Park. What's the name of Birmingham's park? Is that the railroad park? No. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, man. I don't know. That park. It's It's called. Hold on. Yeah, give him a second. Wait a minute. Dun, 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 dun. Promotional, promotional considerations by Botany 500 for men. <laughs> it's what? There's a color in the name. Oh, I'm about to be wrong. Oh. Green Park. 
No, 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 no. <laughs> Name another color. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I can't think of the name. Red. No, I was wrong. Red Mountain Park. I was wrong. Oh. I would have been all wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they might rename it. There's, um, there's zip lining yeah, now you're in Red of... Mountain Park. There's zip lining? Yeah. Wow. You should check it out. We should. Looks That's fun. a good idea. Yeah. I hope they like barbecue when they finish zip lining. <laughs> Bet you they do. They work up Come quite a hunger. They need a zip line into the restaurant. Well, I don't know about that. They might not stop in time. <laughs> they might, might hit be a dangerous. wall. End up in the pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zip, zips and pins. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right, last question. Birmingham is named after Birmingham, UK. What chocolate dynasty was hatched in the British Birmingham? Hmm. Got to stay after class for that one. I could, I could guess. I don't know. I could guess. It's probably it's, your first. There's guess. a hint in the in the question. What chocolate dynasty was hatched? Yeah, I would say Hershey. Hershey was Pennsylvania. I'd say, I'd say Cadbury. Yes. Yeah. Cadbury. Yeah, like the cream eggs. Yep. That was the. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Easter. I watched yeah. a lot of TV yeah. as a kid. <laughs> I thought the yolk in those cream eggs was going to taste better than it did. Yeah, they're just they're not, not, the not the best. Not the same. Yeah. yeah. All due respect to Cadbury. I think Cadbury. They say they're better in the UK because I think the ingredients. They are have real better. eggs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm. You know, right? There's a shell. It's actually just a chocolate-dipped egg. Oh, that's my truly. That sounds thing. British, no. doesn't it? It does. It really is the best of British cuisine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that commercial is so old. Wow, that takes me way back. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Rodney and Brian, thanks for playing our Birmingham, Alabama trivia game. Uh, thank you, Rodney. Uh, I hope that it prepares you with a little bit of knowledge. Of, of the city you're moving into. I'm about to go research everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, Birmingham's a very cool city, and I, I'm glad that you're going to be opening up there. I think it's going to be awesome. It's a great city. That's why I chose Birmingham. Yeah. Great city. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, that's our show. Thank you to Rodney Scott. Thank you to Brian Kenny. Thanks, Hannah Forden. Thanks, David Tatashore. We will be back next week with more HR and Happy Hour. And make sure that you subscribe to HR and Hour and HR and Happy Hour, and also make sure you subscribe to Meet and Three, our new show. It's only 15 minutes. It comes out every Friday. It's going to give you stories that will delight you, inspire you, educate you. It's great. Rodney was in it. I'm sure Brian's going to be in it soon. Any moment. <laughs> so make sure Meet and Three. It's Meet plus sign three. Um, and thanks for listening. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Let's move your
HRN Happy Hour is powered by Simplecast. Simplecast is a popular hosting and analytics platform that allows podcasters to easily host and publish to apps like Apple Podcasts. If you have a podcast or are looking to create your very first, check it out. Try it for free and save half off your first three months at simplecast.com forward slash heritage.